This is Victoria Schneps bringing you Power Women. Feel the power in our podcast. Coming to you from schnepsbroadcasting.com and wherever podcasts are found. We're brought to you by Brookdale University Medical Center, part of One Brooklyn Health Systems, the leader in healthcare in East Brooklyn. And today I am thrilled to be interviewing one of our WOW Women of Wall Street honorees, well-deserved, Seema Hingarani. Seema, tell me a little bit about your early background to where you were influenced to become this great success that you are today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I really owe it to my parents um, and honestly, my older brother and older sister. So I am the daughter of Indian immigrants. My parents came to the United States over 50 years ago with $8 in their pocket. So the true immigrant story. Um, and, you know, my older brother and older sister are both physicians. My father was a civil engineer. In fact, when he first came to this country, he was on the team that helped design the Veritano Bridge, which was very exciting. Yes. Uh, my mother, who uh, never worked a day in her life in India, had her economics degree from college. Um, but they had an arranged marriage, my parents. And when my mom came to this country with my father, she built a residential real estate brokerage business in uh, Fairfield County, Connecticut, where I grew up. Uh, my father was also an entrepreneur, built a design engineering firm. And so with that family, uh, Amazing. my brother and sister saving lives, my parents starting and building very meaningful businesses, changing people's lives. Um, you know, while I'd been in the private sector in the investment business for most of my career, up until the time when I joined the city of New York in the pension funds, it was really, you know, having myself sit back and think, well, gosh, I might get kicked out of the family if I don't try to go do something good for the world. So, Well, just one second. I've got to stop you one minute because, you know, this is a giant leap. Obviously, your families were educated and they had great goals for themselves and for you. Talk to me a little bit about your journey because sometimes in a very successful family, it's not so easy. You're challenged by their success. <laughs> yeah, well, I had one of the most uh, supportive, uh, loving, caring, kind families you could have. I feel very fortunate. Um, they always encouraged me to do uh, what, you know, felt right in my heart and my gut. And they always encouraged me to pursue my passion, um, whatever that might be. And, and But how did you get to finance? Happen. I mean, they were in different worlds. Uh, exactly. In fact, uh, at the time, getting an MBA, you know, it wasn't on the list as far as the Indian community was concerned. You're either a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Mm -hmm. So when I went to my parents to say I wanted to get my MBA and be an investor and not uh, get my law degree, which was originally when I was 12 years old, but <laughs> that's what I wanted to be, I was pretty nervous to tell them. But what um, made you change your mind? What was it that excited you? But how did your passion turn? So when I was in college, um, I did think I wanted At to At the be great school of Yale? I did. I went to Yale. Um, and I was a philosophy major, psychology and philosophy major. I never took a finance or accounting class at Yale. And yet, you know, thinking I wanted to be a corporate lawyer, I thought, why don't I try to get a position on Wall Street for a few years just to see if it's something I would like? 
And a lot of my classmates were doing that kind of thing, working at investment banks, and I knew very little about it. But so I went on some of these interviews. And of course, you know, several of the people that interviewed me thought, uh, why are you here? (laughs) After looking at my resume. But you know what? Several of them were intrigued uh, because I basically said to them, look, I'm I'm very interested in this. I'm curious about it. I've learned how to think. I've learned how to write. Um, and I thought, you know, look, if I can explain to you Martin Heidegger's existential philosophy in the next 20 <laughs> minutes, I can pick up an accounting textbook and I'll figure it out. And so some of them thought, yeah, love thank it. you, but no thank you. But then others thought, all right, we'll take you on. And so that's what happened. And when that happened, and I had that first job or two uh, out of college before thinking about grad school, I fell in love with the markets. Um. And a, lo- a big reason why I started Girls Who Invest, this nonprofit that I founded uh, nearly four years ago, is because I wanted every young woman to have every option on the table. I felt lucky enough to bump into this industry, uh, and I just don't want anyone ever to have to feel lucky enough to bump into this industry. It's an incredible sector. It's an incredible job. I've loved it. I love being an investor, and so I very much wanted to let these young women know that this was also a serious option on the table for them to pursue a career in the investment business. Did you have a mentor? Because, you know, I it is the old boys club and, you know, the glass ceiling is still there. How did you navigate that? So I was um, very fortunate to have several great men in our industry uh, become sponsors of mine. Mm. And I make a difference uh, between a sponsor and a mentor on purpose. So mentors are great. Um, I, I think they're wonderful. They're, they're folks out there who you can call on from time to time for advice or suggestions, and that's really good to have. But to have a sponsor, that's a very different opportunity. A sponsor, in my view, is somebody who backs you up, who supports you when you need it, who's there when um, – you know, things are maybe going against you and is there to lend you a hand, to give you some guidance um, at that time, but especially to back you up. So, you know, where where there are promotional opportunities to put you forth for those, um, for growth opportunities to add your name to the list. So well, who helped you? How did you? How did you find a sponsor? Did he find you or was that your first job or did it build? Because, you know, you're at the top of the ladder now. I mean, how did you get there with that attitude of having a sponsor? Yes. Yeah, so it was really um, one of my biggest sponsors uh, was then the director of research at T. Rowe Price. His name's Jim Kennedy. And he's a dear friend of mine. And uh, we still talk regularly, see each other as much as we can. Um, In fact, he just came to one of my bigger birthday celebrations that I had just in January. And so that's the kind of relationship and friendship that we've developed over the years. And I'm so grateful for that. And, And so he was my first boss out of Wharton when I got my MBA. I joined T. Rowe Price right out of business school. And Jim was then head of research and he hired me. And through the years while I was there, um, he and I would talk regularly about the stocks that I was investigating and researching and would check in on, you know, how's this conversation going? How's this part of your experience going? How do you like living in Baltimore? Um, Just a wonderful guy. And, you know, excuse me, the way I think any good friendship or relationship develops is it's very much two ways. And what I had been able to develop with him is just 
a sense of um, connection and, and where I would often email him about things he might be interested in, research reports that he might have not had a chance to read, and vice versa, he would do the same with me. And so we developed this sense of mutual respect, and um, and he was then invested in my career and how well I had done. And and that's important, and I you can't, you know, it's hard to put a value on that, and I just feel so fortunate to have had that. He has been one of my references as I've gone about uh-huh. my career and advisors um, for my whole career. I mean, up until now, uh, I mean, he, he he was there when I was starting Girls to Invest. He added some ideas, thought, um, shared in my excitement. Um, as I've started this new fund, which is to invest in female alternative managers who are ready to start their own funds, their own businesses. I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Don't stop there. One second. This is a very interesting (laughs) concept. Please share that a little more. Yeah, so um, both the ideas for Girls Who Invest and for the fund that I started called Seven Step Capital came from my time at the city of New York. So I was at the New York City Pension Fund for a little over four years. That was part of doing my public service when I left the private sector. And it was during the time when I became chief investment officer uh, at the time of a $160 billion portfolio that I noticed, one, there were so few women on investment teams at investment managers all over the world. And how I knew that is because investment managers all over the world who did want to manage New York City's money were then coming to meet with me. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love being an investor. Um, but when I got to the organizational charts in these managers' presentations, I would look down on and look at them and say, oh, my God, you guys, where are all the women on your investment team? I don't know what's going on. I knew there were a few women, particularly those that look like me, in my neck of the woods, in public equities, hedge funds. I'd been a long-only equity investor, long-short equity investor at big mutual fund companies and big hedge funds. But I didn't realize how bad it was everywhere, private equity investing, real estate investing, fixed income investing. And I asked every single one of um, these men who run these firms, why is that? And everybody told me, Seema, the reason why is because we don't get resumes from women. And so I thought, you know what, maybe we do have a pipeline problem and let's fix that. And that's Girls from Best, right? We're addressing the pipeline. It's been an incredible So can you give me an example of what, um, you know, a woman you've helped, or how do you get the word out? Because I'd love to work with you a little more on this because, you know, I'm fascinated by business, love investing, and how do we get more women excited about this world? So how do you do that with girls who invest? Yes, yeah, so um, so here's here's what we did. And I, you know, I've made everything up. I think that's what entrepreneurs do. It's so that's right. I made everything well. up in my business. <laughs> exactly. And I have an incredible board and advisory board and a great team, uh, fabulous CEO that runs Girls Invest for us now. Um, and so basically what I designed uh, was a 10-week summer program for college women, for mm-hmm. women in between their second and third years of college. And I wanted to go younger because, you know, a lot of the firms out there in our business, there are certain things that they want these young women to have, certain skills, and I understand that. Um, And this is, you know, accounting concepts, financial concepts, awareness of that, knowledge about that, financial modeling, that is a big thing in our industry, uh, comfort with that, again, the skill set to do it well. And so I knew, I felt really strongly that I needed to help prepare these young women, educate them, train them, 
before they would ever go into any summer internship at any one of the firms. So how did you identify them? Because that, to me, is also, you know, how do women find you and you find young women? Yes. So in the early days before I even started the organization, I went to visit a couple campuses and spoke to, you know, 100 or 200 women who were in college. And, you know, I wanted to know from them, you know, you're 50% or more of the population of this college, but yet why are you not going into our business? And so there were plenty of women who just didn't even know about our industry, that it was, you know, interesting, stimulating, rewarding, impactful. That was a big one. A lot of these women said to me, Seema, we don't just want to make a lot of money. We want to make a positive impact on the world. And I had to say to them, don't you realize you can do that as an investor? And they'd look at me and say, what do you mean? And I'd say, well, I give them a couple of examples. How do you think Facebook and Amazon got to where they got without investors like us helping them grow and expand their businesses? Think about all the innovation you could be a part of in this world. Oh, and you want to make a positive impact on the developing world? Fantastic. How do you think so many people have clean water? It's because investors like us help build water treatment facilities. So how do people oh, find you? Oh, positive social impact? Uh-huh. How do people find you? And you? I mean, I know you have a CEO. You're on uh, leading the board, and it's your baby. But how do people find you now that they can be reaching out? Is there a website that we can put out there for everyone to know about? Absolutely. So it's uh, www.girlswhoinvest.org. Uh, we have an application process. Uh, we just finished that application process for this summer. So we, we selected 150 women to go through this 10-week program. So four weeks of this, they train on Penn's campus in Philadelphia, taught by Wharton professors for that period of time. And then University of Notre Dame is a second college location uh, campus that's a partner of ours. And so last summer, we had 100 women, 50 women trained at Penn, 50 women trained at Notre Dame. Then for the next six weeks, we secured for these women paid summer internships at some of the leading asset management firms in the world. Because, again, it's about wow. jobs. What an opportunity. Great jobs. And then we helped them get the next job the following summer and full-time. These women are getting four and five offers. We are literally changing the way the industry thinks about recruiting talent, which is fantastic. We need this. There's not enough women. There's not enough diverse perspectives on these investment teams which is all good for investors. Here, here. And they're, you know, these for these young women, I mean, we're changing their lives. We're so opening Seema, up a career path that they had not known before. You know what I would like to suggest? We own media on Long Island, New York City, and Westchester. And if you have any women from that category, we would love to feature them in our media outlets. So I would yeah. like, I'd like to ask you in our last few minutes, tell me what advice would you give to women entering the marketplace of business? So there are a couple of things that, um, you know, some basic things that I learned early on and I continue to, um, to think about. And, and I share this now with all these young women that have gone through our program. There will be 350 college women that have gone through this 10-week program I just described to you. And these are the things that I say to them. I'm so glad that they remember them and they think about them and, and you know, and they, they think about it in their interviews. And then they get these interviews and they write me these beautiful emails and I get tears in my eyes when I read them. Yes. Um, so there's just a couple basic things of, you know, follow your heart and your gut. At the end of the day, it's about being happy in what you do. And my parents always told me, you know, if you do what makes you happy, you're going to do great at it. And success is going to follow you and the money will follow you. You know, you don't need to chase any of that. It'll happen. I think that that's a great you know, piece of advice. Yeah, and I also think, um, you know, doing your homework and and research and then being a good, kind person, these are, again, some basic things 
Um, but they go a very long way, and that ties into this other piece, which I, I, I think about all the time, and I explain to these young women that you know, your career, whatever you choose to do, and, and especially in your life, to me, this is all about friendships and relationships. And just the idea of networking, that notion, the word, it's more than a word. It, it, to me, that's much more transactional. I, I don't use that word. I don't like to use that word. Um, I think about friendships and relationships. And I tell these young women, if you focus on that, and no matter what you do, one, I think you'll have a very successful career. And two, I think you'll just be a very happy person. Well, I think that's great advice. You know, I, I started the Power Women because I was at a big chamber event and there was a huge dais and there was not one woman on the dais. And so we've nurtured this for 17 years and now we're doing the Women of Wall Street and we're so thrilled to be honoring you as a leader and as a role model for how women can be successful. And I told cherish the time we're talking together. So thank you so much, Seema Hingarani, who has been having a brilliant career in finance and created Girls Who Invest. This is Victoria Schnepp seeing you on the radio. Thank you. This is Victoria Schnepps from Schnepps Media inviting you to feel the power in person. So come to our Power Women of Long Island, May 8th. Come to our WOW Women of Wall Street, May 7th. Come to our Power Women of the Bronx, May 23rd. And don't miss our Power Women of Queens, June 6th go to schnepsmedia.com and feel the power in person of our power women. Keep listening. Bye.